FBI Radio. I don't know if you were listening to mornings yesterday, but I had some 15-year-olds on for the supporter drive. And after the show, I was talking to them and asked them what their favourite thing that they could buy from their canteen. And some of the girls started to tell me that their favourite thing about the canteen was that they banned straws and that they're a part of the environmental society and they're working to make their canteen environmentally friendly. Go girls. Go girls. And that is the voice of Kurt Iverson. Uh, it's because it's down to earth, our environmental segment that happens on mornings. And we've got a guest in the studio with us today, don't we? We do. We've got a special guest in to talk to us about repairing and reusing stuff uh, rather than sending it into the waste stream. We've got Hito uh, Verbist uh, from the Bower in Marrickville. Come to join us. Welcome. Nice to invite me. Thanks. Excellent, excellent. So um, this issue of waste, it is one that we've talked about uh, on and off, on down to earth. Those little girls were talking about it yesterday. Oh, exactly. They're but, onto it. And there's not much you can do um, with. Uh, I suppose actually, I was about to say there's not much you could do to be reusing and repairing straws. They're just a one-use thing that end up in the bin. But <laughs> yeah. maybe I'm about I'm to sure be corrected be on that. I'm, I'm sure, sure you there could would be maybe something. weave them into a, a, a flotation uh, device. Yeah. Just <laughs> one way of using it. Yeah, but exactly. avoiding it is the best thing you can do. With yeah, that. exactly. But so um, we just thought it'd be. Great to have you in here and tell us a little bit about the centre and what it is that you guys do. But like maybe first of all, you could tell us a bit about the history of the Bower. It's a right. repair and reuse centre, but how did Correct. it come to be? Uh, yeah, it's a repair and reuse centre, and that's quite important for us. We are not a recycling centre, mm-hmm. which is a different story, and I can talk about it a bit more. We exist now, actually, this year, exactly 20 years. Wow. Start uh, 20 years ago with a, a group of teachers who decided that there should be a place where you can bring re, uh, second-hand or pre-loft, as we like to call it, uh-huh. household items and building material. And that's what we collect ever since. And we uh, repair it and we reuse it for a lot of projects, but in the first place to give it back to the community and yeah. people who can't afford buying uh, new material. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, la- the last years and more recently, we also promote it as, as the best alternative from an environmental perspective. So people should start buying secondhand rather than uh, new uh, material. Yeah. And that's what we have been doing ever since. Yeah. And it sort of totally fits with our whole down to earth vibe here about finding ways of doing sustainability. They're also about affordability and being accessible to people. So, I mean, in 20 years, you've grown from that start to a situation where I think there's about 20 councils in Sydney now, right, that have an arrangement with you that... 21, can, to 21. be exact. <laughs> All right, so there are now millions of people living in Sydney who can call There you are actually 2.5 million people that receive information about our programs via uh-huh. the councils that we partner with. Uh, the, the arrangement is that they promote our service. In the first place, this collection and rehoming service, yep. where we go out with a truck or they can bring it to our space. And uh, because we have two locations now, in Parramatta and in Marrickville. Mm-hmm. And if we can't accept it, we actually have a solution. Either we, we still use it for re- reusing it for different purposes. We like timber that we can uh, strip back or furniture we strip back for the timber and reuse it for our purposes. Yeah. Or if we can't even do that, we will then help them to uh, send it to other locations where it will be recycled. Down recycling is what I call it in that case. Uh-huh. And still diverting it from landfill in that case. And that's the ultimate objective councils are supporting us to not getting the stuff into a landfill and um, so we can help a lot more than just uh, accepting it in ours 
store. Yeah, okay. We're actually going to launch in, in two weeks from now a new database, a reused database with more than 1,000 organizations in the Sydney metropolitan area where you can actually take material that you don't want to use anymore rather than having to throw it away. Uh, and, and we will even partner with VPA in that, uh, as a solution for uh, illegal dumping. So that that's one of our new projects that we will launch in, in a couple of weeks. With material, do you mean fabric? No, furniture, household okay. items, um, all of that. Uh, yeah. That's what we do in the first place. Yeah. So if people come and visit you, sort of what kind of yeah what kind of stuff can they find um, to, to grab? I guess electronic appliances, uh, kitchen area, uh, household items of all sorts, furniture. Uh, yeah, all of that is collected. And in addition, in our backyard in Marrickville, we do a lot of building material. So uh, yeah. plumbing gear, tiles, timber, doors, windows, you you name it, you can yeah. find it there. All right. And look, another really interesting aspect of what you guys are doing is not just that collection service and the, the kind of resale uh, of some of that stuff, but also teaching people how to fix their own stuff, right? True. So these repair cafes that you run like, are really interesting to me. So break down for us what's going on. It's a concept from Europe, mm-hmm. um, and it's indeed the repair cafe, which means it's not a place where you get a free service for the repair of your item, but you get free advice. Yeah. Uh, and it means, in fact, that you engage yourself in learning how to do the repair of your own item. And, and that's the idea behind it. A lot of this know-how and knowledge has been lost over years, generations that didn't move it on because it's the throwaway culture that dominates, so yeah. people don't bother repairing, yeah. throwing it away. It's all made cheap. Uh, so that's what we try to uh, work against. And by giving people the opportunity to learn how to do the repair themselves. We have the in-house experts because we are doing it for many years for ourselves. Uh, electronic uh, furniture and bike mm-hmm. repairs. We do that all the time and that's what we sell them back to the community. And now we open it up to individuals to learn how to l- do it themselves. And, and they can come to our Marrickville uh, store every Wednesday afternoon. Uh, or in Paramatta every month, Saturday morning, and then there are our people who will tell them and demonstrate how, how they can do it themselves and, yeah. and share them that know-how with other people. Oh. And there's even, like, I was on the website last night with my partner who's like, that like DIY workshop where you could learn how to fix things around the house, maybe you, you should be doing that, that right? Because I'm <laughs> one of these people, I think the skills have passed me by, passed my generation by or something like that. But so there's also actual workshops that people can enroll in, right? And Absolutely. Come along. Yeah, yep. yeah. If, if they go to our website, you will find them all. Home DIY is one of the latest, yep, yep. quite a popular one, yeah. <laughs> where you learn the basics about plumbing, uh, painting, uh, carpentry. It's all in there, yeah. Yeah, and okay. and for us, it's also always based on how you reuse materials. That's actually the main reason we are in those uh, workshops, yeah. engaged and in yeah. a repair cafe, to give people the opportunity to reuse material. Yeah. Because that's what, what we try to uh, promote, um, that, that people don't buy new, but buy something secondhand and explain how to reuse it. And that's the whole thinking around it. Yeah. I'm looking at your website. I'm looking at the eBay right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. And there's a nice camera that you're selling, a, yeah. a Minolta Konica. And um, I'm just going to slip this in right now. <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. But if you sign up to be a supporter today, you're in the running for a nice point-and-shoot camera. <laughs> what a segue. That, that's our day prize. And we're going to come back after this song and get back down to earth. 
We're on Down to Earth, which is our environmental segment, which happens on mornings uh, on a Thursday. And I'm just going to use this moment right now while we're on the environmental segment to let you know about my day prize that I'm going to be drawing at the end of my show. It is a $500 voucher to well-made clothing, which is a company that is all about ethical, sustainable clothing. So it's quite fitting. Very nice. There we go again. Another plug. (laughs) Another plug. But so we've just been talking about the Bauer and the kind of circular economy, I guess, of how we get things out of a waste stream and get them being repaired and reused. Um, And so we've talked about the collection service, we've talked about the repair cafes, but another thing that you guys have been involved in is actually working on specific projects where you're actually kind of channeling some of these goods to people in in need in various ways so absolutely and it's actually a growing uh, department for us it's we call it house to home program Mm -hmm. and it's all about uh, partnering with organizations who help uh, homeless uh, and specifically asylum seekers refugees and are also victims of domestic violence Um, and and when we come in is when people have been uh, in temporary housing uh, shelters and then have the opportunity to move in a permanent home. And at that point, they usually struggle to find sufficient furniture to furnish their place. And that's where we can come in and can help them. Um, They are experts in their field in in supporting those people, and we are the experts in uh, reusing materials. So it's a win-win for for everybody. And we have some grants from uh, Vincent Fairfax and Sidney Meyer uh, who help us to cover our costs to do that. Uh-huh. And we did even a crowdfunding campaign recently where yeah. we got a lot of money um, to, to cover it, like the cost for us to transport it, to store it, to repair it if necessary. And then the, the people from those organizations, their clients, for a better word, uh, can then come at no cost to our store to, to pick and choose the items oh, wow. they need for their home. Oh, fantastic. Because as you say... Grabbing that stuff when you're trying to set up a new house and exactly becomes yeah. a big deal. But so, from your perspective, managing this place and being involved in this kind of, I guess, broader scene um, of trying to switch around the way that we think about objects in our world and how they circulate or end up in waste, etc. Like, where are things headed? Like. You know, is this? It seems like this idea is getting more and more attention, and maybe people are more conscious of it. But um, you know, do you see it sort of building, or are there kind of things that are getting in the way of this um, idea sort of taking hold a bit more widely in our society? I'm um, relatively confident that the the future is on our side. Yeah. In the sense that there is more and more awareness of the importance of not dumping it mm-hmm. and giving it an opportunity to be reused. But there is still a long way to go and there are still a lot of steps to be uh, going through and, and in the first place from the government side, yeah. but also from the individual side. For example, we see a lot more people coming to us to donate goods and, and uh, helping us to divert it from landfill. But we don't see in the same amount people coming to us to buy secondhand. Uh-huh. So we actually create a kind of a, uh, yeah, a, a system where, where we clock it up and can't really return <laughs> it to the community unless we start educating people that buying secondhand is the way to go, yeah. not just donating it. And and this is why we also spend time
time on quality of our items, doing proper repairs for electronics, for example, that we uh, test and tag them and that there are warranties with those items that okay. people can trust that it's not rubbish they will buy from us. Yep. The display, the presentation of all of it is important. That it looks like a real retail rather than a recycling business. Mm -hmm. And that's why we don't want to be connected to waste management or rubbish places because it's all quality items that we try to sell and uh, return to the community. Right. So educating people there, that's an important part of not just donating but also buying. Yeah, all right. And what about government then? You and the government yeah. is another um, leg that is not really uh, in place or not following as it should be uh, and if you compare or, or look at overseas initiatives that have been taken by governments for example in Sweden there is a is for a couple of years now tax breaks for everybody that buys second-hand items or choose to have it repaired rather than uh, throwing it away yeah. you can then claim your uh, cost for a repair from your tax and yeah. that's an incentive that is uh, helping a lot and uh, where you see that there is a lot more uh, return and interest in then repairing it and, and continue using it. And the government could easily replicate that here, yeah. implement that. Another thing that you see happening more in the US but also in some European countries is the obligation for manufacturers to have at least for two years spare parts for their items available and provide manuals on uh, how you yeah, can yeah. repair something rather than making it, uh, like they call it, plant obsolescence, mm -hmm. where you actually can't repair it at all, yeah. and that they don't want you to repair it, then throw it away. That's the culture from uh, definitely in the electronics, and uh, Apple is one of the big defenders of that strategy, that yeah. don't open it, don't touch yeah. it, because um, then you can't return it, and they don't want that, that you do it yourself. So legislation, again, can uh, stop that, yeah. and make it mandatory that if you introduce a new product, that you have to have spare parts for two years and a manual on how to do the repair. Yeah, right. And in France and in the US is that uh, now becoming legislation. Yeah. And like I, when I did a little uh, class on this idea around reuse and repair at Sydney Uni, I had a student send me an email afterwards that had found, I guess as a result of these tax incentives in Sweden, a whole shopping mall in Stockholm yeah, that only sells... Exactly. Yeah, repurposed, uh, you know, like secondhand goods, um, yeah. and yeah, just shops. And it's selling. quite popular. Yeah, 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 right. It seemed to be doing really well. So I guess last question, really. But if uh, other than supporting this by going out and buying secondhand, um, how if people want to get involved, um, what can they do to support your work? I guess uh, they can come and volunteer. We can always use a hand uh, with all the goods that we have to move around daily. Uh, it's it's couple of tons every day that goes in and out of our building wow. so there's uh, sufficient work that we can <laughs> help out well we can use some hands so that's one thing that people can do yeah. uh, another thing is that they can tell the story of buying and, and returning to the community those goods that it's actually that I think is at this point the more important that people start realizing that they can actually actively contribute to diverting it from landfill uh, not just by giving it but also by buying it secondhand uh, yeah. I can't believe, sorry, just going back to that last point, yeah. the fact that the the home, the motherland of Ikea has, yeah. <laughs> has a we, whole shopping centre for second-hand goods. Yep. How's about that? It sort of does you block in, doesn't it? Yeah. And, like, um, if somebody was to be, say, having a birthday party, I don't know, 
And yeah, exactly. Maybe if you were turning 15 and you're having a big birthday party and you needed to fill the space out. I saw, I saw you're selling a projector on eBay for like $49. True, yeah. Chuck that one up Yeah, we party. keep all prices yeah. low because for us it's more important that it continues to be reused rather than making big bucks out of it. And there is enough goods for us to, to cover our operational costs by, by selling a lot more. Awesome. That's how we do it. All right. Well, you know, thanks so much for coming in no today. No worries. On a thanks rainy, for inviting cold me. Sydney morning. Easy. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.